salutations and shit guys welcome to another episode of travel and shit your new favorite travel podcast more of a conversation on the what was learned what was experienced and how our lives are different because of travel and how we view life differently because of travel as opposed to the where I want where I went and uh you know what I did I'm your host D Carrie so uh welcome to all you uh new niggas and welcome to all you old niggas I'm happy to have us all here together and um what was the new oh there is news three points two old ones don't forget to go to WOC podcasters women of color podcasters.com so that you can check out the list I have been featured on as one of 10 really fantastical travel podcasters who happen to be women of color for you to check out as well as purchasing your copy of um, keep calm bring your carry on which is a conversation on mental health from the perspective of black travel influencers um, if you go to travelandshippodcast.com, I have conveniently included links for both of said items for you there. You can go to the, I want to say, about page for the links to the article and to the book so that you can purchase it on Amazon. And I had the conversation with uh, Jen last week where the color issues should be available in probably a week or so from when I am recording this. Happy St. Patrick's Day because it's Tuesday when I'm recording. So more importantly, happy birthday to my homegirl Lola, which is a past uh, guest of mine. So um, if you follow her on Instagram now, make sure you send our um, favorite ass shaking buddy pass grabber <laughs> a happy birthday. And also I have a listener survey and I would love to get to know you guys a little bit better so that I can get an idea of what things you're interested interested in and the things that um, I guess motivate you guys on a regular day-to-day kind of demographic basis. So that too is on travelandshippodcast.com. That is actually the first thing you're going to see on the homepage. So I've made that easy. I've also gone and taken it a step further and just given a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly slash TNS as in travel and shit listener survey. So it's bit.ly slash TNS listener survey. So head over there. I'd appreciate you guys um, taking that survey for me so that I could get a better feel on what kind of audience I actually have. One thing to look at your Instagram analytics and try to figure out if that is going to match um, the analytics of who actually listens to the podcast, but the survey helps. So I'd appreciate y'all doing that for the kid. If you fuck with me. Um, yeah, that's it. So this week I am fortunate to have another guest for you so that we can have another enthralling and entertaining conversation surrounding the world of travel. And so my beautiful guest, would you please introduce yourself? <laughs> Let the people know who you are. Hey guys, um, my name is Salumi Nubi. I was born in Lagos, Nigeria and grew up in the UK. I have been traveling for about hmm, three years now. And in that time, I've been able to see 60 plus countries. You um, are a now. fucking goat. <laughs> 60 countries in three years, bro. That's incredible. Whoa. From birth, from birth to now, but like okay, I okay. intensively started traveling within um for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, I teach people how to make traveling safe, easy, and most importantly, doable. Um, and yeah, I'm just, you know, on the ground, you know, showing my nice photos and telling the stories and all of that good stuff. And I stumbled upon your podcast and I was like, can I be a guest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were kind enough to say yes. So thank you so much for that. Of course. <laughs> and I, I was, I, um, what sealed the deal for me was I heard you on um, Wanda's podcast, Black Women Travel uh-huh. Podcast. And I'm like, yo, she's mad cool. All right, fuck it. Yeah, get on this bitch. Like, let's go. This will be easy. Because <laughs> it's like sometimes people ask and be like, oh, hopefully they're not dry. Okay. Because people all the time be like, oh, yeah, I have a travel podcast. Oh, yeah, I should totally be on the podcast. Guys, I'm not a, against anybody being on the podcast. But just because you've been to like Florida once or like to Cancun once, even if you had like a wild and crazy experience, like I can't read your mind. So I have no idea. Like, so like why would you be a good guest and it's like the way it sounds in my mind is never the way I would want someone to ask me because I feel like it just sounds mad snotty so I'm always very I try to be very delicate and I'm like oh but sometimes I try to be delicate some people it's just like bro you bought the harsh ass answer on yourself so fuck you because I gave somebody else a very and then what's weird is sometimes when you just approach it with a no, like, you know, why would you be a good guest? And then a conversation develops and then it's like, OK, so see there, that's a conversation that we can have. So it's not that anybody isn't good enough to be, you know, a guest or it, because anybody can have any type of conversation on travel. And that's what I'm trying to kind of portray. That's the message that I'm trying to send is that. Everybody can travel. Everybody does travel to a certain extent, but it's a matter of what your conversation around the topic um, can be. And that's what I think opens people's minds. And that's what, um, in my opinion, makes it more accessible to people because it's more than just, you know, vacations. And I think that a lot of people get stuck in that portrayal of what travel is. And they think like, Oh, well, I haven't done that, so I can't have a conversation. Or just because you've gone on vacation doesn't necessarily mean that somebody wants to listen to you talk. Nobody wants to listen to you talk about their your vacation. That's that's not a exactly. conversation that Everybody I'm on. want to go on their vacation. They right. To it's just like, I, so what that's doing for me? Like, what about your vacation? I hear you, but okay. <laughs> it's like, oh. All right, so I got something that I want to put like in the refrigerator. So I'll call you later. That's what my perception of it is. So what really interests me. Oh, and another thing so that you guys can kind of have a feel for where I'm going is that I another survey, a potential guest survey. So Palumi filled out the potential guest survey for me. And the first thing that stood out to me is what you actually do. If you wouldn't mind telling people like what your um, a major priority in your life is right now. Okay, so right now I am doing my PhD in cancer research and human genetics. Um, I literally just came back from the lab. It was a 14-hour shift. Ooh. So hence the reason I'm looking very <laughs> interested. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's kind of just trying to find out how um, we can genetically modify, you know, certain genes in order to find some possible cure of cancer someday. Um, but yeah, it's a long and tedious process, but it's it's just an absolute joy. And yeah, I'm in my final year, writing my thesis, and doing all that good stuff. Like, woo, about to get there, but 
There's a line at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> First of all, congratulations, because my brother's Thank in the you. middle of getting his PhD process, and the shit ain't easy. It, it's not. The struggle is real. <laughs> so kudos to fucking you. Like, so for one, for you to have gotten to the point where you actually, where you didn't give up, you didn't fucking quit, and you've been able to do it all while traveling. So you're literally trying to save the world. Like curing cancer is attuned to saving the world, basically. So what about that field? Because I'm just nosy. What about that field made you want to, to what, hmm, what's the best way to put it? Why this? Why, what I'm doing, why am I doing what I'm doing? Yes. So I, growing up, I knew I wanted to be in the medical field. I've always been drawn to science. You know, I did it, I majored in it. I, you know, I've just loved it. Um, I think, you know, when people ask what I wanted to be, it was always going to be, I was going to be a doctor. So I've always loved that human physical, you know, being there and just helping people generally and just, you know, um, getting, seeing people, you know, recover and all of that. You know, I, I obsess with, you know, this, um, what they call them, doctors abroad, where they go to like villages and really like, you know, do transformation stuff. So I've always been, how can you do good? That's kind of been my, my life motto. How can I make someone in life better? Um, but the, I, I suffer from dyslexia personally. So studying and big things and, you know, <laughs> it's a long story. Um, but so studying has, has, has been quite difficult. So in my A-levels, I didn't really get the grades I, I needed to get into med school. Um, so I kind of like see the biomedical science is a bit more generic. And then I discovered, you know, I do, I do want to stick into the research industry. I love the fact that I might not necessarily be in the forefront, but I'm actually doing meaningful work that could potentially, you know, be quite big. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how I found myself doing what I'm doing right now. And I love every moment of it. I, I still crave the, the, what they call the, the, you know, doctor that kind of like, you know, one-to-one with the patients and things like that is the reason why travel kind of helps with that a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, when you're doing your research and you're quite isolated, you know, you, you and your projects and your science, and your, I call them my babies. I work with fruit flies. Um, really? Um, fruit flies? You, you can't, yeah, fruit flies. How do you, they're yeah. so tiny. How do you? I know, they're so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my brother does a lot of um, work with, uh, like, with his rats, like with, you know, the mice and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, in my mind, are even better because they are cheaper, easier, lighter to, you know, do like, you know, I, I, I literally, if you have go, I mean, after this, I walked the whole, I, I kind of showcased the whole day on my life, on my Instagram um, stories. Mm-hmm. And usually from lavas, lavas are like a grain of rice. That's kind of the size of it. Put by lava. And from that, you have to dissect the brain, which is like, how, how is anything small enough to even cut that? You kind of like pull it apart with like a forceps and just kind of you need a microscope to to do that process, right? Um, but it's like a speck of dust is literally it builds faith, it builds resilience, it builds patience. I am the most patient person because number one, I have to count flies hundred <laughs> one after the other. So like I got all the patients in the world. <laughs> Um and definitely say because sometimes you're like did I put that chemical in it like did I did I, did I do that mm-hmm. and and it, it tends to work so there's there's different aspects that science is not just science for me science is a bigger thing for me mm. it's, it's much bigger than just you know the work I think there's like a calling there's a ministry in it too as well and it's just it's a whole lot it's a whole lot but yeah definitely 
love patients. I tell people, and genetically, we are about 70% similarities to flies. And I tell people, this is exactly why I don't get mad at people because, you know, we are very. <laughs> I, I see what <laughs> you did there. <laughs> As opposed to like comparing us to fruit flies, like, oh, they're these complex beings. Fuck nah. People are reg- like, people aren't that much brighter than flu- fruit flies. Like, some of them just haven't, yeah. I guess, um, developed or progressed as far from the fly part as some of us have well damn that's a really good way to think <laughs> that puts things in perspective makes you really calm you're just like, mm, it's like yeah, okay you're closer to yeah. a fly than i am i you know what <laughs> By science shit i can't fix that you can't fix science so how have you been able to do this and travel like how do you combine your studies your life as a student and as a researcher with all of the traveling you've been able to do I say the mistake people try to make is to create some kind of balance I never Mm. think balance is ever attainable I think when you're balancing you're you're losing out some things I am big on prioritizing so today as I said big on I've done my whole lab work, and then this is priority. I'm here showing up for my travel side of things. Um, when it comes to traveling, I'm always I'm always telling people explore your neighborhood. I'm not flying up to Bali every weekend. It just doesn't work feasibly. But being based in London and exploring Europe is very doable. Um, budget airline is there. Um, mm-hmm. You got like you know bank holidays. I because I'm a student PhD, I'm quite flexible. You know, I tell people the uh, Christmas last Christmas or the week the Christmas after before that, my supervisor literally gifted me a scratch map. That's how much they knew I like to travel. I never hid it from them. Like it's a it's a passion, something right. I enjoy doing. So as long as the work gets done, you right. know, if it's me needing to work twenty four hours, you know, mm-hmm. ridiculous hours. Um, then I can take a day, two days off and, you know, explore. So it's just getting that prioritizing, okay, this needs to get done and to get this project and to get out of the way. And then I got like a four days holiday. In and you could be Europe, in a whole other country. You know, exactly. So, you know, just finding those things that work for you. Um, and it is doable. And I always say something, if you, if it's important for you, you'll make a way, you'll Absolutely. make it work. You'll, you, you'll find a way. Yeah. I agree with that 100% because I know that as one thing that I always use as like my gauge as my guide is that whenever I call my dad with something, he always finds a way to make it happen. And it's because Mm. I know that I'm important to him. So if Mm. I call him at like three o'clock in the morning and my car wouldn't start and I'm in Harlem or I'm in Brooklyn, if he can't come up and get me himself, He'll find, all right, well, I'll call AAA. I'll make sure they get there. I'll stay on the phone with you till they get there or call me back when they get there or, you know what I mean? Like whatever the case is. And so I 100% agree with you. But like when something's important to you, you find a way to make sure that those things get done. I've I've done, you know, literally coming from the airport, landing around 11, going straight to the lab. You know, I've Mm -hmm. done red eye fly and, you know, blue eye fly. (laughs) And, you know, just trying to get to where I need to be in time for, you know, to be able to balance, um, to to be able to work everything out. So, yeah, I think, like you said, it's very, very doable. So you just said that you're in the UK. And right now the world is a total shit show with um, the Rona. Uh, So as someone that's in Europe, especially someone in the science field, what has, considering you know 
something you have a higher level of understanding, uh, I would assume, um, about how these things happen in terms of being in the medical field and in the medical science end of it. What Mm -hmm. has your experience been, especially as somebody that's in Europe? Um, for people like me in terms of like in the, within the travel industry, like working and, you know, getting paid as like a side gig or even like a full-time kind of job for some of my other friends and colleagues, um, is devastating in terms of like, you know, trips have to be canceled, move. I've got like sponsorship deals that have to be, you know, postponed and things like that. So in terms of, I think the finance impact is even greater than the health impact. I feel people have totally lost it in terms of how much they're panicking. And it's, I don't blame them. You know, the media is they're pumping right. so much misinformation um, that just put fear in people. And once people are afraid, they panic and they, you know, act irrational. That's why you see people fighting over tissue and you're like, what is going on right. exactly? So um, I feel, you know, the best thing that you can do is wash your hands. Don't put your hands on your face as much as I am doing right now, where I've washed my hands when I came in. Same. Um, and just and just be calm, you know, listen to the science people rather than just the media, because the media, you know, finds ways to frame words that are not necessarily false, but not the truth either. Um, and self-isolation. I think that's kind of the one of the few and probably the best ways. And I think that's why lots of countries are literally shutting down their borders and just, you know, finding ways to like... Um, prevent people from moving because the more we move as you know a, a lot of people are now seeing that they are positive and they're not even showing symptoms at all mm-hmm. so you can't even rely on okay so I'm being feverish or coughing or whatever um because you can be appear healthy but not necessarily um not necessarily be healthy right. so as a healthy individual you're kind of okay because you know I don't want to minimize this because people are dying from this so I don't want to say oh it's just a flu but it is a flu um, so you can recover if you have like a high immune system and, you know, you can take your vitamins and all of that stuff. Um, but the people that are in high risk are the older people, the people that immune um, compromised. So, you know, they, they take the drugs or whatever, or they have other underlying illness. So those are the kind of people that you have to consider. So I could, you know, just off somewhere and say, YOLO, you know, I'm great. But then I got grandmas and, you know, parents that might be a bit older and the immune might not be that good. So I have to think about them. You know, so most of the time when you're self-isolating, so, you know, even at work and stuff like that, I'm working in my, in my lab, I'm literally the only one there. So mm-hmm. I'm technically self-isolating by working. So just finding ways that, you know, as long as you're washing your hands and you're keeping clean in general, um, I really hope it just blows over and everything can get back to normal. I think we just finished with black Brexit and like this year. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. going to be something, isn't it? <laughs> so how long have you been in UK? What did you say? How long have you been in the UK? I've been here for about 15 years. Oh, wow. So, like, that's relatively home for you then. Yeah. The concept of home is a very complex one. Mm. Extremely complex for me. Um, I think when, for a very long time, it was, where was I for the longest of time? And for a long time, I was born in Nigeria and I grew up in Nigeria, so... Nigeria was home for me for a very, very long time. And then the more years I spend more in the UK compared to Nigeria, it's like, hmm, does this become my home now? Right. So, yeah, that's a very big debate. And I'm actually, you know, even working on a big project in terms of finding people that have been relocated mm-hmm. because I was, 
long story. <laughs> I was relocated um, without knowing I was being relocated. Um, so that kind of oh, I re- I remember that stuff. Remember that story. I hearing that. Well, if you could. Okay, so I don't want to have like an inside story. So if you could go ahead and like kind of explain that, okay. you can go into as little or as much detail as you want. Yeah, sure. So um, I was 10 um, or so, 10, 11, I think. And my my mom was like, summer holiday, you know, we, we tend to travel. But this was my first international trip. So we've done local trips in Abuja and stuff like that. But this was my first international trip. I'm missing my aunt in the States. And we went there, you know, it was really fun, all of all good and all of that. And then second, and then we're coming back home to, to Nigeria, you know, start school, some, um, summer is over, we're coming mm-hmm. back to school. And my mom was like, oh, let's just stop over, see an aunt based in London. And here we are, 15 years later. Wow. <laughs> um, obviously with the right um, documentation and stuff, because my dad was British and all of that stuff. Um, but it was just, so sudden you know it was right. it was insane it was like very um my concept of home since then has definitely changed because you know and I had the same thing almost happened to me two months ago so I moved to another house I've been in um the the city I've been for a while and I moved to another house um because they were reselling or whatever so I was like okay you know I'm finishing my PhD I want this place to be mine. I painted it, you know, Mm -hmm. plants, you know, when you make somewhere home. Yeah, you you settled in. Exactly, settled in. And then two months later, I got another letter because, you know, as much as recession is happening, you know, um, they want to sell this new place I just moved to. And I'm just, and it it just came all flooding. And I didn't even know when I started to cry because I was just like, I painted. Fuck. I I hate painting. (laughs) (laughs) You can't give me that time and energy back. Fuck y'all. I I would have been so hot. I've always dreamt of like a white room, white walls, you know, Mm -hmm. that really clean, minimal, you know. I had a big window opposite the tree sprinkles coming. The The vision came together and it just the vision was perfect. And then Got this email, maybe less an email saying, Oh, we're sorry, gonna move by the end of March, so this month. So I moved to another place now, but you know, this I was just like, Fuck it, I'm here. Like, I'm just here, I'm existing, yeah. I ain't making it. You know? I'll give it so some it's time. Been a, yeah, oh. Exactly, I, you know, it's been a recurring thing, like when I think, so home is very, very interesting concept, and I think a lot of people do feel that way. You know, I, I wrote a whole poem about, you know, um, when, you know, I was, you know, seeing someone and they were asking me, like, you know, what do I do when things get tough? Do I, you know, head home or do I run away? And I responded that I head home. Mm. But the person did not know that I meant the road. The road was my home, you know, picking up and going. And that's why I enjoy exploring and traveling because it's just everywhere I go to, I find a little bit of home there. I can't explain to people. And it's just like, um, it gives me a bit of you don't have to set roots but you're welcome you know mm. which is nice so I've never really I found it hard to talk bad about a certain country or whatever because it's just like it gave me so much that I probably lost a while back Um, so I, I can't really say anything negative about it but yeah home is a very complex thing and a lot of people have different perspectives. Sometimes the place, sometimes the person, sometimes it's just what it is. So, yeah. So I guess when you travel, is it 
easy for you to feel comfortable in a place or do you hold off on feeling comfortable in a place because you might leave it soon? So, or, you know what I mean? Like, is it the transit that feels comfortable for you? Is it the trans, like the transition? Is that what feels like home? Or is it kind of like the ability to not feel attached to some place? I think it's the ability not to feel attached to some place. Like, and no, still be like happy no, and I, still fine. I still be happy. Okay. I, I, I like being happy in the process and in, in not needing to settle down or unpack. Mm-hmm. I like the feeling of leaving out my backpack and, you know, that I can pack up and go anytime. <laughs> you know, I think I like that. I have okay. become quite, yeah. So in the journey, home is in the journey. So where was the last place that you were able to travel? Are you able to um, travel freely now with all of, like, no, you, you're stuck in UK now. I'm basically stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck. I was meant to go to quite a proper place. I'm meant to be in Brussels this weekend. Obviously, they have the whole shutdown going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was meant to be, um, because of work, work trips sometimes allow me to go to conferences. Or every conference has been canceled till, you know, till for the notice. Um, but yeah, the last place I was able to go lock it off was actually Ireland. Um, Ooh, last that's on my short yeah. list of places I want to see. How was yeah, that? Where did you go? Dub- I went to Dublin. Mm-hmm. I actually have family up there. So that's really good. I was able to see my niece. I was able to see my folks. So that was really nice. It warms my um, heart that they there. are. Black. Yeah. They're black, right? There they're, they're black up there? Was they're black? The, the family that you went to see in Dublin, they're black? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feeling good, and that, that makes me feel good. Like, all right, so if I look, oh, I can expect to see yeah, maybe yeah, a few. Oh, yeah, We're here. Oh, plenty, plenty. Oh, oh yeah, nice, definitely. nice. Dublin is multi. It's, it's, yeah, it's diverse. I don't think it's not. Yeah, you see, you see that. Yeah, you go. Girl. Even more excited. Now I really want. Now it's like ticked up like four spots on my list. <laughs> so, how long were you able to stay there? Just for the weekend. Okay. Um, so I tend to do weekend trips. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky I can do like a bank holiday or like a Thursday to Monday, right, right. you know, depending. So yeah, well, my trips are usually quite short and sweet. Um, I tend to, you know, probably like spend a day kind of exploring, doing the walking tour if I'm mm-hmm. in a place. Um, I think most trips longest I probably say is five nights. I don't know. Same. After that, I just become unsettled. Same. Um, except I'm like going to like different cities within the country. Yeah, I can stay for longer, but if mm-hmm. I'm just in one city, I'm just like I'm yeah, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> so what in the travel industry exactly do you do so i i'm a content creator i think that's i'm i won't say i'm a blogger i, I blog once in a while but i'm more of a content creator so my page is basically to inspire people to travel um mostly on instagram i kind of like just post picture picture perfect i don't want to use that word i think more like pictures that we inspire to go to a place okay. i think that's kind of like the goal um, and actually, I do things like Travel Thursdays, um, whereby I teach people how to travel, making travel easy, safe, and doable. So when it comes to traveling as a black solo female, I tell people that's like a triple waffle, you know? Like, right. you are quite vulnerable in some situations. So just, you know, teaching people how to be more safer and how to do it affordably as a student. So, you know, things have to be very mm-hmm. cheap. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I... And I do a lot of, like, speaking engagement, talking to, you know group of people about you know how to travel better how to be a more a better traveler you know sustainability wise and just like giving back to communities and things like that so yeah it's quite broad and narrow at the same time well cool in terms of traveling safely like what would be a really not a really but what would be an experience you've 
had that I guess kind of taught you how to be safer? Um, I have like a rule. I don't know if I'm asking your question, but I have like a rule. Personally, I don't post in I don't post in real time. So I'm posting Iceland content, and that was in December, like we were coming months into it. So if there's anyone talking, me, make you are long <laughs> off, you know. Have fun. So, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> so I always tell people, I said, ladies, um, I had a friend um, or a colleague. Um, she was actually she posted about in like cafe kind of like setup, and she geotagged the location, just you know, cash. Um, a couple of minutes later, a guy come over and goes, oh, you are so, 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 and so. I just saw your post. So I came over and it was just like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously because of that response, and then the person went on to say something like, oh, you seem more nicer online. Why are you so stuck Yeah, bitch, because you ain't in my face like, online. Who you? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the fuck you thought? <laughs> So, you know, we got, we got, you know, I have, every time I post a, a location, I always get, you know, the spammy man. I think it was in, oh, I'm trying to remember the place. South Finland. Just below it. Oh, my God. It's gone blank. Um, but I was posting and someone just like, damn it, you have sex. And I was like, no. So, no. <laughs> yeah, I certainly do not. <laughs> you know, so... I think I screenshot and I was like, this is exactly why I don't post, you know. And I was home by then and it's like, weirdos just, just weird people online and that's Jesus. the truth so yeah just Not being weird. just be smart about you know you can post about locations and stuff but probably when you've left you're like you know i'll say that's kind of like my top piece when it comes to like um solo travel and visiting states in general okay so with your travels what has been i guess one of the places that you've felt the most uncomfortable in like ha- or, oh, or has it happened Oh, yeah, it has. That was Marrakesh, Morocco, never again. Really? Ever. What happened there? Ever. Um, I think the mistake I made was I went there solo because my friends and a few other people have gone with groups and they did not have the same experience. But everyone I've spoken to that have gone solo had the same experience I did. Mm. I just, I've never felt so violated in a place before. Like, it was the staring and then the touching, mm. like going to the markets and stuff like that. And it got to a point, I think this is where I kind of drew the line. It got to a point I was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe because I'm wearing my Western clothing, you know, maybe I'm, I'm standing out. They know I'm foreign, you know, but then I'm thinking this is my 50th country, remember, because I was like, you know, I'm home. I'm in Africa. Like you can yeah. just chill, yeah. you know? Um, so I actually got their traditional boo-boo wear, like you see some of my feet, if you check yeah, it like out. Yeah, like a tunic um, kind of. Like, yeah, like a very like long blue body. Yeah, I know what you're blue. talking about. On sexual, you know, clothing. Mm-hmm. And I had to go cat call. And I couldn't, I couldn't process it. I was just like, what are you guys doing? Like, so yeah, it was just very uncomfortable. I did not feel comfortable. And, you know, I, I, I like I said, I grew up in Lagos. I grew up in, in a place whereby you go in the market and you get, you know, pulled or come by, come by. It wasn't that. It was just very sexual. There was, okay. just, there was just something that wasn't comfortable. So yeah, I'll say, I'll give you another try, but maybe with a, with a girlfriend or just check out other places. So they say a fire says, um, Casablanca. Mm-hmm. I heard it's good. So nice yeah, the other regions I'll definitely I'll definitely check out. But Marrakesh is beautiful. Please don't get me wrong; it's it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. the the detailing of of the palaces and stuff like that, the garden, amazing. But yeah, it just kind of put a a damper on the show. But hey, 
Okay. And inversely, not necessarily a place where you had like a fun time, because I would assume that that's a lot of different places, but what would be a place or an experience you can think back on that you would say you learned the most about yourself? And like, what did you learn? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um. Oh, I've done so many trips. I'm trying to see. Okay, my mind keeps calling me to the most recent one, and that was, um, I did this whole road trip from Lagos to the initial part plan was to go all the way to Ivory Coast, mm-hmm. but we ended up just stopping in Ghana, which is like four countries. So we did um, Benin Republic, Togo, then Ghana. Nice. Um, I did number one because everyone was just like, "You're crazy! You're gonna get kidnapped! You're insane! It's Africa! Blah blah blah! You know, you're gonna die of malaria!" And you know. And then at one point, I started to feel the fear. And the biggest lesson from that is, if you listen to all the white noise and all the everyone, you would start. It's just, I've, I've always said one of my superpowers is not being scared. If someone so go to Iraq this moment, even though because the borders are closed for certain places, I might still be traveling. I just don't feel fear when it comes to traveling because I feel a lot worse could happen to you, you know. Um, but at this point, I started really reconsidering and I was like, you know, when your hands are shaking and I'm like, wow, like, Maybe you know, right. the fear people talk about when it comes to traveling, this, this stuff is real. Like, I'm scared. Like, so I, I started internalizing that and processing other people's fears were portraying upon me. And I started like, you know, really internalizing it. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say when you want to do big journeys or trips or, you know, things that are a bit wild or crazy, try to shut the noise out. Um, and it went amazing. Like it, it probably be my best summer. Like wow. 2019 was probably the best summer of my life. Um, it was great. Like it was epic. It was. We flew in to go see, so we actually flew in to Ghana and did a, a road trip back to, to Lagos because mm-hmm. I wanted to meet the Charlie Water Festival. If you guys are anywhere in Ghana um, during the summer, you have to check it out. It's a beautiful art festival of Ooh. culture, tradition. It was just beautiful to see. Like it was undiluted. It was just epic. And what um, part so of the we year is that? Like what part of the summertime is that? It was late August. Okay. Yes. Like last week in August. But if you just Google Charlie Water 2020, I, I, I can't remember the date. Um, What's it called? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Charlie Water. How do you spell that? C-H-A-L-A. Okay. Charlie Water. Yeah. What is so that? W-A-L-E. Mm-hmm. And then W-O-T-E. W-O-T-E. Okay, got it. And that's in Ghana. Yeah. You said um, Ghana, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've just oh. finished. From Friday, August 21st, 2020. W-O-T. Autocorrecting. Nothing. It's usually like a week stuff. So I went the very last day, which was even more mad because like everyone was just this big celebration. And it was like a whole street. It was in Jamestown, shut down. And there were like bike shows and art and music and dancing. Nice. And who did you go epic. with? I went with a friend of mine. Um, so we did the whole road trip together. It was mm-hmm. really good. And um, how long did you guys drive down? So it was about uh, seven days, about eight eight days. Okay. So it was yeah, it was That's quite a nice short. trip. 
um, yeah, it was a nice trip. So we did um, Ghana for like three days, and then we did two days in two days in each place, and then back to Lagos. Um, but Lagos, I was there for like a week plus. Well, that's um, a actually really yeah. nice trip. You were able to do like two days each. How much driving yeah, do you yeah, think yeah. you did between like? How much driving do you um, think you so had to do? So between Ghana, between Ghana and and Togo, um, Togo is another beautiful place. The beaches is mm. undeniably amazing. Like, um, so that was about. Hmm. It depends on what route you took because we took public transport, so we had to like go to like the bus. Because oh. I really wanted the authentic. Yeah, I didn't really drive. I thought you were I took, dri- like the bus public. Oh yeah, that's why I did not tell my father till I arrived. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know who you dealing Literally. with. <laughs> it was like, oh, I was saying the driver to come pick you up from the airport. And I was like, um, you mean cool. the bus station? And they were like, what? Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm back already. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. I made it. Oh, yeah. My dad would oh, my fucking God. kill me, too. I couldn't tell him. I couldn't tell him. Oh, like, you bold. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Just do your little check in. Hey, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. How you guys no, doing? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's but I think he probably felt better that you didn't go by yourself this time. That had to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, like, that's it, like, that's mm-hmm. it was like, you know, he kept like, oh, do you know that? I was, I'm not a friend, you know, we know people. And Instagram, because I, like, Instagram, I think people say social media has, like, you know, it's, it's negative, but it's, it has, it has so much positive, like, you know, my, my Ghana trip was made so good because of two other friends I met. Mm-hmm. Um, on on Instagram, I literally said I'm coming, and they went far, like beyond my mind. Oh, wow. Like they planned trips, they you know took took us in, like really really pleasant people. Like I just feel like you can really meet some great people on the yeah. West. I've met some really um, good people too on Instagram. Yeah, honestly, honestly. So yeah, so we did Togo about six six hours, maybe six hours trip. Mm-hmm. Um, by the bus, depending on how long you're waiting, and then you just cross the border to Benin Republic, and then I was able. to go to Wida, which is like the capital of like voodoo and if you learn about all of that. Oh wow. Yeah, going to oh, that would be so time. ill to oh, do it God. in it fucking Africa. Because I did um a, 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 a trip like not not a trip but in Cuba where they okay. um I forgot where it's called but I did a um Santeria tour there and of course they talked about how a lot of it was a lot of west african religion that came over and then you mix in with a little Mm. bit of christianity just so the little white folks be like oh yeah you're doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. right right yeah we are and we're not (laughs) and they did a lot of um you know explanations they broke this down this is what this means if you see this this is representative of this and it was incredible and they only did like um a small portion of voodoo hoodoo and like one or two other religions. And that's one of the things that I really do enjoy. One, I like experiencing the diaspora wherever I go. If you got a black ass tour for some kind of black shit, I would like to be present and part of whatever it is that you're doing. But I also really love being able to experience different religions in the different Mm. places where they're uh, primarily practiced. So that would definitely be something I'd be interested in doing. Where was that one you said? That was in Benin, Benin um, in the cap, in the spiritual capital called Wida. W-E-D-A? That's where it's called. Yeah, O-U-I-D-A, I think. So it's could do that search. O-U-I-D-A. Yeah, O-U-I-D-A-H, Wida. So literally opposite the Python temple, there's like a church. 
So you get a lot of people that are both Christian and practice voodoo at the same time. I've never seen that before. Literally, my tour guy said that, you know, they have the marking and they worship the pythons. You know, you cannot kill the pythons. They're quite friendly. If you see them on the street, just bring them back to the python temple. And yeah, really, really cool. Um, I definitely recommend it. And, you know, if you're not into that, you can just chill by, you know, the beach. Really like say, you said the beach is well. fire. So, yeah. shit, do so both. Fire. Damn, really I want to go so really. bad now. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so dope. So, <laughs> aside of that spectacular fucking trip, back to your fruit flies. I would want to know sure. what trip I would say had you use your patience the most where would where do you think you had to be the most patient like what travel experience Ooh, wow wow she's very good where did you get these questions from <laughs> i ain't coming with nothing planned i be pulling shit out my ass bro <laughs> i just really enjoy talking about travel oh like and you're a really easy person to talk to so it's just like, you know, I'm taking my little notes. I said, oh, prioritizing, writing that down. I got my notes on the side. Like, bitch, she fucking right. You if it matter, it matter. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Because I think traveling, you got to be patient. You know, I don't get when people, that the plane just land and you're standing already. Like, that, that stuff drives me crazy. Yo, I girl. can't take it. I can't. Like, where are you going, fam? Like, we stuck. Sit like, down. I have to stand up so that the person that is inside can get up and stand and I just sit right back down. Because it's just, they're all shifting and agitating, just get I'm me your like, back. So that's I'm why like, I do no, a window seat. Okay. I do the window seat <laughs> exactly. and I sit there. Window is my thing. And, I, and, they're, and they're like, the noise is like when they're looking at me to get up. I'm just like, the door ain't even open. They ain't even break. Like, we're all going to wait to get into this, um, into this bus. So it doesn't matter how if that would then transfer to the, the terminal. So you could rush, but we all gonna get into that bus. Like it drives right. me nuts. It's like when they stand so. <laughs> up before they start boarding the plane. Yo, like my nigga, sit down. Yeah, like they're seat. on like well, first class. You back in zone D with me, my guy. Like chill. <laughs> like we're gonna get there. Like they're assigned seats. It's not like we trying to get on the train. We don't gotta That's fight for this. Yeah, <laughs> Relax. Come fuck, come fuck like we gonna sit. Like, exactly. It's chill. like I understand scanning for the overhead space. Like I get that you might be. Yeah. A little like, oh, well, what's a place to put my bag? Oh, you got Why are you standing like that? Backpack with you don't even food. have carry-on luggage, fam. Like, chill. Like, what is your rush? You don't have shit to carry on. I and another thing life. that pissed me the fuck off. This is where I have to be fucking patient. Is when they don't understand the hierarchy of the fucking overhead. Take your janky ass little expensive SIBO and airplane shit out the overhead, put that shit under your seat, my guy, or at least stack it on top of somebody else's fucking book bag. Where I'm putting a fucking suitcase. Move y'all janky ass little funky ass coats out the way so I can put my shit up here. And I will be the person to tap somebody like, this you? This you right here? Okay, so I'm gonna put my, I'm moving it over. It's on top of her shit where it makes sense. How about that? Fuck, stay mad. And I'm gonna recline my seat. <laughs> But sorry, so yes, people on and off the plane. <laughs> Besides traveling and getting to your destination, <laughs> where have you had to be the most patient? Um, I think in any country that la English is not their first language. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think like on top of my head. 
uh, because most of Europe, you know, they do speak English. Um, but I'm trying to think quickly where I have to be. I think is when I even go home. Mm. I think my country. I think Nigeria. Really? I have to be patient because it just don't. The, the system is very different. I don't want to say it doesn't work, but the system is very different. Um, so you go to the bank, you know, you're in the UK, you go to the bank, you have your number, you do your business, you get out. But going to the bank in Nigeria is a whole day ordeal. Like, you get there, you know, there's like people that know people, so they're just kind of like pushing in front of you. And like, it just, you know, they, they might not be light, so, you know, never take light or, you know, what they call themselves. And that's it, you know, that's it, end of business day. Um, the concept of customer service sometimes is not the highest, you know. Mm. They don't really believe in the whole customers are right business. So mm. it's just like, I, I woke up this money and opened my shop for you, so you should be grateful. You oh. know, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the mentality. So you're just like, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving you money, you money like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I didn't, we're not doing this for free. Like, Damn. I'm paying, you know. <laughs> So um, I think I think I think back home sometimes you know mm-hmm. I think I have to definitely just put up my this is how it should be you know like why is there so much traffic you know you could be stuck in traffic for hours and you're just like shit you better have you know a good form of entertainment some kind of like you know something to keep you entertained because you know you'll be there for four six hours in traffic it's real it happens I know it gives me a migraine just thinking about. And I hate driving so, like 10 minutes. Uh, that would drive Yeah. Six, four hours, you know, from airport to destination. And you're just like, this is the same time I took me to come from the, from, you know. You abroad. could have been in a whole nother country. <laughs> you you took a six hour bus trip from, fuck, where'd you go? From uh, Ghana to Benin and in six <laughs> hours. Exactly. And I can't get from the fucking airport <laughs> in the same the amount of time. To the same, to the same within the same city. So, yeah, just having that. Um, What's it called? Yeah, just having that patience mm-hmm. and just knowing that you know what. Um, sometimes some countries you go to, they're just very chilled and very laid back, and they don't get like being rushed. Um, so just you know, going with the flow. You know, there's a lot of places up in Scandinavia they don't really rush that much. Mm. Very, you know, very paced. They they're efficient, but they still don't rush. You know, in, right. in London you're rushing. You know, you're rushing to get the bus. You're rushing to get the train. They go some places, and everybody's just like, okay, there's another one in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Catch that one. You know, this there's no need to run. So yeah, just you know, adapting to whatever the tradition or whatever the belief system is. I think the place I had to be the most patient was in fucking Tel Aviv. I yeah. yeah. The um, customs there was, and it was interesting because I was in Amsterdam and I was actually at the Labyrinth. It's a restaurant in, um, I don't know what area of Amsterdam, but it's a restaurant in Amsterdam. I want to say it's black owned. I found them initially on Travel Noir and I went there and I met the owner, Sam. And um, sadly, I just saw that they posted that they had to, of course, shut down. I think they're doing take up take out now but because of the whole corona um corona thing thing's. yeah <laughs> but um i was talking to i can't remember her name she was so kind i guess one of the other owners and she was telling me oh you're traveling solo 
So be prepared. They're going to question you a lot in Tel Aviv. And I kind of like just dismissed it like, oh, okay, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. And then I got there. When I tell you I spent five minutes with this girl asking me questions, and this was before I even got to um, like go through security to, you know, like, I don't did I have my boarding pass? I think I had my boarding pass because I had it on my phone or something. But there's a uh-huh. whole process before you do security, like checking bags and all that other kind of shit. And she yeah. takes your passport. She goes through all the pages to see like where you've been. And then she asks uh-huh. you. So in, uh, you know, when did you go to Thailand? And then she looks <laughs> at you so dryly. And I'm like. Can you see today? I mean, you got my passport. I'm like, I don't know. Thankfully, I've only been traveling for three years. So I'm like, within the last three years. That was my answer for everything. Like, oh, a year or two ago. That happened to me in Turkey. And then they're like, did you go by yourself? Why did you go? How much time did you spend there? Did you come back alone? Did you pack your own bag? And she asked me this for like 16 different fucking countries. And it's like, it. Oh we spent so, it was like, when I say it was like five minutes, it wasn't like, you know how somebody says, oh, it took me five minutes to get in. And it literally took like 92 seconds. It was really like a full five minutes. We could have done so much dialogue in a like a show or a movie or something you're watching. And it was like, I get it. You know what I mean? Because it's like my dad was pointing out to me. He was just like, Israel's been having issues for years. They're not new to this security, heightened security thing. So like, chill. And it's just like, you can't, talk your shit like you can't have like whatever american attitude or wherever the fuck you're from because it ain't like americans is the only people that have attitudes but you just have to realize that you're going to somebody else's house you know what i mean and yeah exactly it's like trying to put your feet up on somebody else's table like yo chill like you're going into somebody else's home this is where people live so it's you just deal with it you know what i mean and but that was the place where i had to really just kind of Cause I really wanted to like say some smart shit, but it was just like, like for what? What is that like, gonna mm-hmm. get me? You know what I mean? That's just probably yeah, gonna delay I me even you. more. Because I know I when you. people get smart with me at work, I'll be like, Oh, you oh, you wanna play a game? <laughs> oh, bitch, I'm clocked in. And I'm getting paid. <laughs> oh, we could do this. I've already had lunch. I don't gotta use the bathroom. Nothing. We could be here. Oh, I'm girl, not on the time constraints. <laughs> You are. What time your flight leaves us? All right, I got about four questions past when that bitch leaves. So let's do it. So it's like when people honk at you and you driving. Oh, so you want me to slow down? Oh, cool, cool, cool. That happened to me last week. Oh my god! Literally, the light just changed. Like it was a nano. It's like you was waiting at that red with your hand over the horn. You were waiting. It was the worst decision he ever made because it was a one-way street. And I started driving. Oh, you got him. I was driving a five in a 30. Like, I will, if I could slow it. Right. You know what? Let I me did, just stop could, right here. I could feel his face go red. And I was like, oh, I was loving Yo, my dad's good for that. So he's like, are you, you talking to me? Cool. <laughs> we both going to wait. I'm in a rush. So we going to go this five miles. And I would just make this difficult for you. And guess what? You know what? Just so that you're even more upset, I'll even wait at this light, this next light with you, man. Because it's like, because you know, if like you make it so you get through the light, but they can't, some of them will just take that light. Nah, bitch. We both waiting for this shit. Because I'm not in a rush. Fuck you and your feelings. 
That's why sometimes it just oh, pay. You're just but you definitely made a good point and i think it's very important i think sometimes when you're traveling the frustration of traveling getting tired and then getting asked these questions you sometimes just want to spark but you know reasoning with yourself and saying what is it this like i said it happened to me in turkey i was coming from nigeria like a little over in turkey and i was going and the guy was asking he literally the same thing he held my passport and was asking me dates i was like you tell me the sample in that passport. I remember, I don't know, like, you know, like, right. I could give I you a guesstimate, but I cannot tell you when exactly. And, you know, it passed me through extra security and, you know, <laughs> bad search. And I was just like, bro, I'm just, I'm trying to get home. Yeah, and that bad search was crazy. <laughs> when I tell you, they made me unpack everything. Like, they take everything out. They run the little thing on the back of all your shoes. They pull clothes out. They run that right, shit. You're gonna find nothing, so let's they go. I'm like, take. Uh, I mean, okay. So good thing I don't have like you know no fucking nudes oh in here that or nothing. Me once in Birmingham. I was like, don't fly from Birmingham no more. They did that whole skip thing, and they're like, they found explosive on my laptop. I know. I'm like. And the lady wasn't quiet about it. So the whole and they looking at you like you. So what happened? They had to do like an intense search and stuff, you know. Where the fuck did it come from? I think I don't know from the lab or something. I think I'm guessing from the lab. I I probably took it to the lab and something got cross contaminated. Something. Sometimes it doesn't pay to be fucking smart. You see. So when I was like, I had to bring my ID card. I was like, well, I'm a scientist, so maybe right. it's a lot, maybe something. And they were like, oh, okay, that you mm-hmm. know, that explains a little. Yeah, because I guess some things that are in explosives are in a lot of yeah. other things. You know what I mean? It's just like exactly. it's not like it's just exactly. this one thing is an explosive. Really it's just exactly. something that's in the same shit. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, and it's just yeah. Kind of... But she was like, "Mom, we detect like." I, I was like. You want to bring a mic in here or something? Because you couldn't be louder. God damn. That's kind of like, I'm sorry, but your card was declined. You know what I'm I mean, damn. Legit the same. Like, can, you, can we can we, can we, we go to a close You could have, you know what I mean? Be like, you know, step on this side. I'm like, you know, just come with me over here for a second. We'd like to further ask you a few more questions. Yeah, okay, we'll do it over here. No. Oh, God damn. So with all oh, this yeah. Rona shit going on, what would you suggest that people that are seeing, um, I guess, a slowdown in business or um, an increase in extra time in terms of the travel industry? Like, how would you suggest being a traveler that's used to traveling, reacclimating yourself to travel? Because it's not that people are getting. So let me caveat this way. I was very much a part of the whole people are making a big deal out of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at the numbers, like 80,000 people, you yeah. know, died of the regular ass flu last year. So this yeah. little 3,000 yeah. is really not, I'm thinking numbers, right? But then yeah. media, media, information, information. Mm-hmm. And then when mm-hmm. you start seeing stay home orders, you can't leave. Yeah. We're shutting this whole city yeah. down and all of these exactly. things around the world happening. And yeah. People being stuck in different countries, having issues getting back, testing. So there's a million things that are happening that are really like I get that everything is for a reason. But when it starts, when the air starts to clear, how do you suggest people kind of step back into travel 
without, I guess, um, making things difficult for themselves or while kind of, I guess you can say, the safe way to do it because it hasn't been stopped for a reason. Like I see what's in my head and I'm trying to make it come out so that it makes sense. People are stopping the travel because there are germs that are everywhere. Travel is just gross in general. It's trash because people are just disgusting disgusting because nobody (laughs) washes their hands. And we're seeing that with so many people getting sick. But with that fear of, I don't know where this plane came from, who's been on this plane, like how can people get back into it with a, clear mind and a clear conscience knowing that things are kind of not okay but that they're doing their best part um to stay safe when they're able to travel again um i said like i said earlier on just be clean you know wash your hands um you know travel with some antiseptic wipes and just like clean down everything you know but you should have been doing before the tray exactly you shouldn't be storing stuff in the the seat pocket. What do you call that native thing? Yeah, yeah that the seat pocket. pocket. I, I think it's the most grossest place. That's where people put the puke after the puke. That's where people put their tissues. That's where the people put just everything. Shit. Those, so yeah. just don't put stuff there. Um, don't you know? Try not to use the tray. You know, if you don't need to eat anything, I'm, I tend to be like short whole fry, so you know I can skip meals on the plane. Just eat beforehand or when you land. Um, because even the preparation process is like a whole YouTube video about how to prepare it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a no-no for me. Um, and just, you know, I, I don't want fear to be the thing that you put in your forefront as well. I think it's very important to put that message out there that people, you know, as long as you're staying safe and you're washing your hands and you're, you know, caring about your personal hygiene, um, I think we'll be okay. I think I think it is, it is avoidable. Um, in the long run. So yeah, I don't think people should go into, into fear. Um, it's, it might take a while for all of this to settle. And I think you were asking a question about in the meantime, what should be done? Did you ask that question as well? No, but you could go ahead um, and what should we do right now? Do that. Say that. Yeah. Give, speak to that. Okay. Um, I'll say in the meantime, because for, I found it for a long time, like when, like for the last week, quite weird posting about traveling because like I said, I back post. So it felt a bit strange because I'm like, number one, some people cannot travel. Number two, everyone seems to have a corona and that's what people kind of want to tune into. Mm-hmm. Um, so it felt about me going, oh, you know, even though it's a throwback video or whatever, I'm not traveling right now, but it's still felt strange. Um, <clears throat> I think the first thing you can do as a content creator, as like a travel creator, is to, you know, show up for your audience the best way that you can. Um, for me, I'm trying to transition my my stories and stuff like that to like you know what i do on a day-to-day when i'm not traveling mm. you know like i said like i did the whole showcase of me in the lab today so you know get your audience to know a little bit more about you as a person you know your day-to-day struggles blah 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 blah. so you know, this might be opportunity for you to just get con- closer connected how, depends how much you want to share or how little you want to share about yourself um as long as you're being on ser- of service and you're sharing right information um, you can do like, you know, invisible stuff where I'm talking about like you have like a website, fixing all the broken links. Right. You know, this one is not the right time to pitch into brands because every, every, everyone's trying to like kind of fix themselves and like, you know, take care of their own, you know, um, stats and stuff like that. So probably not the right time to pitch the brand, but the brands will need you when they, when all this is blown over, you know, like the travel industry is getting a massive hit, but it will need to recover. And as influencers or travel bloggers or travel creators, you will be needed. So this is time for you to, number one, rest. I think we kind of forget the importance of resting 
Mm-hmm. And I think the universe is just trying to like, you know, shut down. Like you guys just stop. Pause. Come on, just right. stop it. <laughs> just pause for a minute. And, you know, I don't want to be one of us that is going, oh, you know, during this period, you know, create a whole new brand, a whole new product, a whole new business out of it. No. I think, you know, in this time is starting projects, you know, that you've always wanted to do and now you have the time. So you can be, you know, you're working from home now. So you're commuting time. You know, you want to, you've always wanted to start uh, a podcast. You always wanted to start a YouTube channel. You want to start something. You have that extra time and just use it to your best advantage. So, yeah, I think those are kind of the things you can implement during this time and just know that this will only last for a, a, a while. It's, it's not going to be a forever thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just keeping on to faith and the hope and all of that. Good energy. Yes, it'll all just, it'll work <laughs> itself out, even if it, it will. I'm just hoping that it, you know, doesn't become like the zombie apocalypse only because. I was I feel, saying. I feel it's gonna get worse before it get better. Yeah. I feel it's like you know when, you, when you're tired in your room and like you're like, it looks more messy than when I sat. You know, mm-hmm. I feel it's gonna get much worse. Um, you know, I think um, Trump or some scientific people are saying till June, August, which is like no. <laughs> I can't imagine talking about this for another three months. Like, please, let's stop now. But I have again, no problem. For three years. Introverts <laughs> have been waiting for this day. I this have been prepared. I'm like, Literally. stay home. I- you sure? Because I ain't coming back. <laughs> I'm cool being home, bro. You ain't say nothing but a word. Oh my God. And when I say I, I stocked like a... up, I am stocked yeah. up. And by stocked up, I mean I've got a Bacardi Coke. I've got coconut Bacardi. I got me a bottle of Tito's. I got some Jack. Nigga, I got more Coronas. I, what else? I got? I got the beer. I got all the alcohol. I got snacks. Not enough <laughs> snacks. You can always use more snacks. But then what I mean, my that. freezer is packed now. Like my dad was just like, let's go. I'll be there at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and we went to like five different grocery stores and got the stuff. You know what I mean? You can't get everything here, but it's just like you don't have to hoard stuff. And my heart definitely does go out to people that can't afford to bulk buy yeah. and people that yeah. have um, been living their regular lives. Like, all right, so I don't like just buy one roll of toilet paper at a time, but I also don't buy like one hundred and four. So now yeah. the 12 that I had and was fine, I'm out of toilet paper. I went to the pharmacy today just to buy some cold and flu medicine only because my luck, if I do get a regular ass cold, I'll be in the house miserable because everybody stockpiled all the other shit. They were selling toilet yeah. paper for like $12.99. And this is like in the hood. So it's just like mm. no one. And that's why the whole shit was full because niggas wasn't buying $13 ass fucking toilet paper. Mind you, it was like a oh, roll of like that. six or a roll of 12 or something like that. But I'm not, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. this it's you, insane. It's insane. I don't, I'm not being on holding. I don't think I've been going shopping. I see the, I see people's videos and I want to vomit at the queues. I'm just like, no, not doing that. Um, So I'm just kind of like probably, I think the last shopping I did, I went to like a local, little co-op, very small, mm-hmm. you know, basically it's very very corner store. Um, I'm by myself from there. But different, definitely people are being a bit optimistic. Um, opportunistic that's the word i felt it Um, (laughs) and and yeah there i feel sometimes you know there's a line that she doesn't cross you know and i feel you know every day you know we live in a capitalistic society so every day people take up opportunities and you know use for their benefit so it is a norm but i think some people have definitely crossed that pressure where you're just like come on dude like come on like you know when you stop yeah, there's that line between being prepared like, and then being <laughs> ridiculous. And just being greedy, yeah. So 
I think definitely my heart goes out to those who are vulnerable, like, you know, the older people who are, like you said, cannot afford to stock up and stuff like that. It is quite sad because in this time, they literally are having to buy ridiculous, like, hand sanitizer was in some places 20, 40 pounds for a hand sanitizer. Yeah. This stuff is two pounds and normally. Like, pounds to crazy. dollars, y'all? Fucking ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck y'all for that, okay? Because I remember, our, first of all, you I had to change. <laughs> I had to change to euros first. And then I was only in London for like 12 hours, 18 hours. And I'm like, yeah. how much is this worth? So nothing, essentially. So I don't have any money. So I'm I'm eating pizza again. Got it. Okay. Got it. I, yeah, got, yeah. Oh, right. Even better with the Canadian dollars. Now you feel like a freaking billionaire. It's just like, oh. Jesus. God damn. Like that trend. But yeah, it's not that strong anymore. It used to be, you know, the good old days. I feel like an old person. <laughs> <laughs> Since Brexit, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, trying to stabilize again. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's something that, you know, we will push through as a society. As some someone said, this is the first of, in a very long time, that as a collective society, yeah. we're expressing something, which I think, is, when I say this, that sounds so, you know, weird. Like, it's very beautiful to watch, you know. You know, I've seen kindness of strangers, people, you know, Venmo, what do you guys use? We use PayPal stuff, you guys use some. Oh, like Venmo and Cash App Venmo and, and stuff, stuff like that. Exactly. So people are like, you know, donating and, and, you know, just seeing people collectively. Like, you know, if there's like a war or something, you see people, you know, signing up for that country. But the fact that everyone's kind of going through the same experiences yeah. and all of that stuff, you know, it's quite, it's quite interesting to see how humans have united, um, figuratively speaking, because we want to be isolated. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. we've united as a... Digitally, as, also, as, and how it's really digitally. interesting to see how everybody is connecting digitally at this point. Yeah, what I'm seeing yeah. in the states is that a lot of, because a lot of the school, most of the schools, I would say at this point, are all closed for like the next two weeks. Mm. Some of them mm. are doing, um, you know, remote classes and stuff with the kids, and then others aren't. Like I know, um, my friend in Kentucky, I don't think her daughter has to do uh, remote classes, but she's also like in fourth grade, so I don't know if they're doing yeah. that. But I'm seeing a lot <laughs> of my teacher <laughs> friends offer their services like as resources it's like listen and then also um one of my uh yes is a homeschool teacher and so she's got services that she's offering i know one woman that's also um who i've been introduced to through wanda and the black travel the black women's travel podcast who is a mental health provider and she's offering pro bono services for people that, you know, can't necessarily get to their therapist or people that are like quarantining or isolating themselves at home where it's just like, OK, well, if you need somebody to talk to because this is just not your steez, this ain't your really flow. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So I, I really yeah. do love seeing the different ways people are offering of themselves remotely. I think yeah. that that's really yeah. been nice to see also. And another good thing is the fact that, you know, people that suffer from like mobility issues and stuff yes. like that. They've always wanted this, like, in terms of, like, campaigning about, you know, having, like, webinars and stuff like that. And it's always like, oh, it's so difficult to set up. All of a sudden, Corona comes over and, you know. Oh, now, oh, days, it's happened. <laughs> all the companies, all of a sudden, can work, you know, remotely. You know, right. it's like, wow. Right. We thought it was so difficult, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, having those dialogues and stuff like that. Yes, very, yes. Very important to have. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting to see. And, you know, research and stuff that's going to come out of this terms of how people behavioral research and stuff like that just to understand humans a little bit more there's a lot there's a lot um 
it's going to hit us financially, definitely, you know, in terms of the law of this closing and stuff like that. But I think um, as collective human beings, I think this is this is unpretty. 2020, they say it's going to be a year. And damn, it's Bruh, been a year. It showed its ass quick. <laughs> it's like that friend that can't hold their liquor. You know what I mean? It's just like, bitch, you had two beers. How you fucked up already? Like, we had three months not even like people and mind you that's just when it hit everywhere people have been dealing i saw i was scrolling through somebody's um instagram feed and they had a mask on talking about corona back at the end of january so i'm like oh so right this ain't new it's just that people have been it's been traveling it's been spreading because yeah wash their fucking hands and then also just the design of disease you know what i mean like sometimes it's airborne or if it's on surfaces and Whatever, science. You just stick it up. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, I, shit. This is going to, like you said, it's going to be a while. It's going to get worse. It's But then it's going to get better. I, I mean, one can yeah. only hope for the best because you sit here and just think worst case scenario. I mean, personally, I know I'm not ready for the zombies, but I got a full tank of gas <laughs> and I know where my parents live. So I will, you know, be on going my home. way there. I'm going home. Like, fuck the lights if necessary. Like, if it comes down. Right. Nope. I only got ten minutes. And all I need is oh, ten minutes, and I'm there. Like I got two hours, man. <laughs> shit. My daddy got me. The dog Binksy, God bless her. She'll she would snitch real quick. But I just because I can't fight zombies. I don't. That's the one thing that scares this shit out of me is zombies. So I asked a bunch of my friends like. What zombie movies do I get into to kind of like get prepared? Yeah, <laughs> vampires. Do the right, right, that's what I always said. Why don't you just fake it? But then I feel like, what can they smell the life on you? You know what I mean? Like vampires can hear my heart. You know what I mean? Like they can hear my blood moving and shit like that. Werewolves can smell me. You know what I mean? Like, I, listen, I love the occult. I love all kinds of monsters and ghosts and spirits and. I am creative and open-minded enough to believe these shits is real. You know what I mean? Just because we don't see it, like, aliens are real. We just don't, you know what I mean? They're just not necessarily things we can see because they're fucking smarter. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is, okay? Fight me, you know, whatever. But, I mean, yeah, don't want the zombies because that's the shit. Tap out. I quit. Fight me, do what we gotta do. I'm one of you. Like I'm here. No I'm giving in. Like you know how you play the game when you was good. You like time out, time out, time out before you about to lose. Wait, so, no, ain't no time out, bitch. You got caught. But thank you so much for moving. Thank you for joining me this week. I really Thank appreciate you. it. I had wow. so I much fun. <laughs> this was such a good chat, and I hope we definitely keep chatting on the internet. Where can the people find you? Where can um, people get to know you and see your life in the lab? And then when we, everyone's traveling again, where can we find your resources of how to travel safely, affordably, and everything? So um, the first thing I'll definitely say is that I'm actually running a course called um, the Instagram Feed Clinic. Like I said, I kind of design pictures so that um, people will be interested in going to those locations. So I tend to do like pictures of self-timers and stuff like that. But I'm actually um, designing or I do it like a one-to-one clinic whereby I break down how your feed can be curated. So if you're like a travel person and you want to be able to pitch to brands and things like that, they tend to come on your Instagram and they tend to look at that as, you know, TV. So I've been able to pitch a lot of brands and have a lot of collaboration about that. So if you're interested in picking up your 
know, they're saying, you know, I need to pick up my, you know, the feet, mm-hmm. make it look um, aesthetically pleasing, a lot of that stuff. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I am known as black as the color dot um, post up um, kintsugi, which is a Japanese word. Um, K-I-N-T-U. Oh, now I cannot spell it. <laughs> K-I-N-T-U-S-G-I. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on there. And on, on my blog page, you can find me www.blackintsugi.com. And if you want to find me on Twitter, where I tweet about the most randomest thing, not even travel related, just everything and anything, um, I'm known as PhD underscore Sly Girl. Oh, that's cute. I think you can find me on those two things. Yeah. All right, thank so I'll so definitely, absolutely, thank you. I'm so glad you reached <laughs> out. I'll absolutely have all of her links in the episode descriptions as well as on uh, Travelship, uh, Travelship Podcast, I think. No, it's, yeah, it's TravelshipPodcast.com. Let me double check that shit. I don't even know. Now you got me fucking on my own website. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you saying? You're like, what? Well, I'm going to turn it right. Is it TravelandShit.com or Travel and Shit Podcast? It is Travel and Shit Podcast. God damn. I say this every fucking week. Travelandshitpodcast.com. So you can definitely head there and I'll have all of Palumi's links there so that you can get to it. And um, don't forget, head over to Travelandshitpodcast.com so that you can take my listener survey. I'd really appreciate your feedback, guys. Um, It's right on the home screen. So as soon as you get there, the first thing you're going to see other than my beautiful travel pictures is take the Travel and Shit listener survey here so go there click that or just go to bit.ly slash tns listener survey that's it so again pumi thank you so much guys definitely check her out check out her course and her offerings and um oh you can follow me on the instagrams as well um underscore d c a r r i e or at travel and shit with the letter i not the exclamation mark uh with an underscore at the end so we out here on the internet since we all quarantined and shit. Let's get to know each other. Hit us up on the Instagrams and um, yeah, make new travel friends. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>